Welcome to Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. My name's Tori. My name's Taylor Shay. Welcome back, guys. Hi. Hello. Um, if preface this, if I sound like I have a little bit of a lisp, because I've noticed, mm-hmm. um, I got my lip pierced, which is dope. It looks really good. It's a pain in the ass. Um, I got my vertical labret pierced, and it swelled really bad because I got a cold sore because... My body hates me, and I had to get a really long bar, and so now sometimes when I talk, I notice that it whistles a little bit. A little so if I sound like whistle. I have a lisp, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bar, a metal, a pretty big, probably about an inch long metal bar through my lower lip, so. That would cause a lisp. Yeah, yeah that, so. That's a little fair. Just preface that. Um, I had a fun week of, I got a pierced a week ago today, so it's pretty, pretty, pretty new still, but I got a cold sore because I'm prone to cold sores because anyone who gets cold sores know they're a pain mm-hmm. in the fucking ass, yep. and it made my lip swell really, really bad to the point where my jewelry was getting embedded into my lip, um, so I had to go and get it changed out. And I've also been working a lot the past couple of days. So Same. I've been working. I worked um, 3 to 10 on Thursday. I worked 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. or 8, p- 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Friday with a little bit of a break to get my lip bar changed. And then yesterday I worked from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So a little bit sleepy, a little bit tired. So if I sound <laughs> a little bit out there, that's fine. I apologize. And I've been basically going through. I had like a really great week other than just utter chaos shit. Which is, like, such an oxymoron. Yes. Like, I had a really great week because my least favorite person on the world was not around for the mm. entire work uh, entire work week, which was great. So I could actually, like, do shit. But then towards the middle slash end of my week, it decided to get all fucky-wucky by, like, another, yeah, another idiot just being so dumb that it's, like, really? And having to basically be, like, yeah, like, how about? don't come back yeah hey i know you just came back but like how about you don't, don't. come back yeah yeah that was infuriating the story you told me but, but yeah, we're back so... we're happy to be recording yes um we are may is gonna be a very busy month for us mm-hmm. it is currently april 30th so we're a couple days you know we're releasing this on tuesday it's sunday now so we're trying to like plan our yes. month because we have a bunch of shit all throughout the month of may next weekend i'm gonna be in new jersey on sunday possibly into monday the following weekend i'm gonna mm-hmm. be in delaware and we have a one of our good friends um who we met through our old job is having a graduation party which yeah. is cool we're gonna be going to that um and then the following weekend tay is gonna be either working or in i'm new gonna york. be working then the weekend after that i'm gonna be working and then going to new york and then after that i'll be going back up home for my niece's birthday second birthday party which is crazy so we have a lot of stuff to do in may so we kind of have to bulk record like we're gonna record a couple episodes today a couple episodes a couple weeks from now um so if you hear us talk about very similar things like i feel like that's why because we're gonna kind of record maybe two like one or two episodes today just so we can bulk record because i don't Mm -hmm. know like when so a little bit of time machine stuff so you guys are going to not be able to have like a ton of fun things going on or knowledge about like our life stuff and Mm -hmm. our like normal check-ins because we're going to be bulk recording but Mm -hmm. then after that we're probably going to have like a well after june because there's going to also be some really busy weeks in june beginning of june I want to say, I want to say we probably won't be able yeah. to like just sit and chill and like not have a weekend where something's happening probably until end of June. Yes. Just because like even though it's like there's some Des is going to be coming up for about a, a month or so just because mm-hmm. of some stuff he's having done. So, yep. you know, it's and then he, early June is my birthday mm-hmm. because I'm Gemini oh and then I have my parents coming to visit mm-hmm. after that. So, we've got we have a lot a of lot. stuff. So, maybe we'll try to convince somebody to 
be a guest on the pod. I'd like that. I'd like yes. to try to convince Des or maybe even one of your friends because your friends are coming down. Yes. Which is going to be fun. So maybe <laughs> we can try to convince like Bigfoot or something to come on the pod if he's willing to. I don't know if he will. Alex be, but... might. <gasps> yeah. Let's yeah. get Alex on the pod. Yeah. yeah we can do. We can do a. Uh, we. Oh, that's what we should do. What? A drunken high conspiracy theory with him. Yes. Have him get fucked up and we'll get high. Perfect. And we'll do a conspiracy theory yeah, episode. Because he is a bartender. So. Yes. The man makes a great drink and likes to drink. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully, you know, we will have some fun stuff for y'all. But like, it's going to be a busy month or two. So just giving y'all a pre-warning. And, you know, I know, I think last week, did we post one episode last week or did we not? I don't think we yes. did. Did we? The, yeah. We, oh, Yukol. Yes, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking we didn't record last week. Yeah. We bulk recorded the week before. Yep. Duh. Okay. Yeah. So like there might be a week where let's say for some reason we get extra busy and we can't record. Just give us a little bit of grace. We appreciate y'all. So yeah, we um, thank you. And we're always thinking about this. It's just we literally always think about this. Like yeah. in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm off on Sunday. Tay's off on Sunday. We can record. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Wait, I don't have a case. And I literally texted you yesterday. <laughs> Do you have a case for tomorrow? And she was like, uh, I can finish one. And I was like, bad. Because yeah. I have Which is exactly what I did last yes. night. I literally came home. I drove back from New Jersey fell asleep and like had like a two-hour nap got up and then got DoorDash and sat in the chair just doing podcast mm-hmm. research and notes until I was finished yeah because I came home at like nine I got home at like 9 15 9 30 mm-hmm. and uh, I was like what you doing there bud and she was like I'm finishing my case and I was like you told me you're gonna finish that at 3 p.m so it's been six hours yeah. good for you bud <laughs> yeah I I worked yeah it was yes. so it's we've been kind of busy so we appreciate all y'all grace but what are you telling me today? Because you so, said during breakfast it was going to be gory. Yes. So I am going to preface that I'm – and forewarn, this is another gross uh, – we're going to go back to the gruesome. Yeah, I don't know why I'm on like a weird gruesome train right mm-hmm. now. I'm so very sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to be nasty to y'all. You always mean to be nasty to me though. You're always nasty as fuck. Yes. Okay, speaking perfect. of nasty as fuck, I'm what? gonna call you the fuck out. What? This bitch likes dill pickle lays potato chips. They're delicious. They are fucking vile. No. Yes. I love okay. a dill pickler. Uh, excuse me? A I'm... dill pickler? Yeah. What the fuck is a pickler? You watch Letter Kenny now. You have to be on this shit. I've watched three episodes know. of Letter Kenny. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call dill pickle chips. Because that's a very popular flavor in canada are we in canada last time i checked no motherfucker we're in the oppressive us of a america bitch (laughs) we're in america we're in america we get oppressed in this bitch no free health care no abortions for anybody no pickle chips no pickle (laughs) chips fuck you i'm gonna eat my pickle chips i love them anyway so i just wanted to call this bitch out because she's a nasty motherfucker (laughs) anyway (laughs) so we're going to a gross place but also like i will also forewarn there's not a lot of like aftermath details to this because this is a extremely recent case oh like how recent february oh shit yeah so almost may yes so this is very very recent you've been doing a lot of recent cases yes i found a few like because thank the tiktok lords Mm -hmm. sometimes my algorithm's pretty interesting Mm -hmm. and pops up with some stuff that i've never heard of um and this is one of these cases that like i saw about a month ago that i decided i wanted to talk about because one of the reasons why i chose it was because this is a type of like family violence that i don't see very often and that oh, i don't see talked about a ton mm-hmm. and that i kind of wanted to have a little bit of a conversation about i'm down for that because i have a lot of thoughts about family violence so same all right so we're going to talk about basically in-laws from hell the world's worst in-laws mm-hmm. and the tragic murder of abby Choi. okay also please forgive me there is this happened in hong kong so there is a lot of pronunciations that i'm mm-hmm. probably going to get wrong mm-hmm. i'm very sorry i'm trying my best mm-hmm. 
So in early February of 2023, 28-year-old Hong Kong native Abby Choi's dreams were finally coming true. Abby was in Paris after shooting the cover for the magazine L'Officiel Monaco. Choi was a socialite and Instagram model whose dream was to become a full-fledged fashion icon. While in Paris, everything was coming together for this dream. She attended Paris Fashion Week. She was at the Ellie Saab Spring Summer Hook Tour Show. She had been in Elle Magazine, Harper's Bazaar, and even Vogue. Damn. Yeah. So Choi, although had come from family money and had a personal net worth of over 100 million Hong Kong dollars. Hello? Yeah. Damn. Okay, get that money. Yep. So was all she was also an extremely caring and charitable person. She was a co-founder of the Palms Charitable Court, uh, Organization, mm-hmm. which was a foundation that assisted stray animals. Oh, I love that. So this is a woman who although had grown up in a place of privilege was mm-hmm. also an extremely kind person and we will that. see she clearly is an incredibly giving mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So As well as she was always willing to help and assist the people that she loved. In 2013, when Abby was only 18 years old, she married Alex Kwong, and the pair had two children together during their relationship. Mm -hmm. So, however, years later, they divorced amicably. The pair continued to be friends, and after Alex and his family experienced some financial blows that I'll discuss later, she continued to help financially support him and her former in-laws. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah. She's like a sweet girl. Very, very kind, what she decided to do, and was not at all something she had to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, not at all. She chose to. Mm -hmm. But even after she had remarried um, her second husband, Chris Tam, who she had two more children with, Mm -hmm. she still continued to support this family even after remarrying. And that also shows that I'm 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 hoping that, you know, his like the new her new husband was like, Mm -hmm. okay with that and not a dick about it. You know what I mean? Because that shows a lot on his character as well, that he was cool with that Mm -hmm. because a lot of people wouldn't be cool with that. Which I do think, like, from what it seems like, Chris was definitely very, like, kind and really understanding of this relationship because Mm -hmm. she had two children with Mm -hmm. this person. So this was still her children's grandparents, Mm -hmm. her children's family. Mm -hmm. And even though he had two children with her, it seems like not only did he treat her two children like his kids, but also was very respectful of the fact that these kids had a whole other family, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So her financial support not only included once running a kiosk with her former brother-in-law, Anthony, until they had closed it, but then after that had happened, she also hired him as her personal driver. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So very kind. Mm -hmm. And so this is extremely over generous as well as she bought her former parents-in-law a 73 million dollar four bedroom 1800 square foot apartment in the exclusive neighborhood of kadori hill damn good for her like that's really sweet of her very very kind and not at all something and on top of that she also bought anthony his own home and continued to pay for and go on trips with the kwong family Aww, I love so that. she would go on vacations with both yeah. her new husband's family the tam family and the kwong family it kind of reminds me not of the not like the, not neither of them are remarried but like <laughs> dez's family like his mom and his dad they're divorced but his dad is still very much involved with his family like, he's still exactly. uncle joe and that's which is really awesome how it should be like when you have children Mm -hmm. that are shared in common you guys should be cool with each other Mm -hmm. and it was very clear that on her part she was very cool with them and was willing to go above and beyond to help them obviously yeah she bought them a fucking apartment a 73 million dollar apartment yeah in in a very exclusive neighborhood Mm -hmm. 
So their relationship, however, began to go south during this last year as she had decided that she wanted to sell the apartment that she had bought them. She had promised that she would house them elsewhere, but she wanted to sell this very lucrative space given how expensive this place oh, was. Oh, yeah, definitely. For whatever her reasoning is, who cares? Like, Yeah, and also if, if she's saying, like, I'm not, she's obviously, she's, she's so She's not kicking sweet. them out. She's obviously not going to kick them out, not going to leave them high and dry. Like, I'm assuming yeah. she would find a place, let like, either have them move in with her, move in with her, mm-hmm. her ex-husband, and then deal with everything, yes. and then buy them a new place. Like, she's not just going to yeah. be like, hey, fuckers, I bought you this place to seem nice. Like, no, that's not yeah, what no. she's going to do. She still wasn't kicking them out. She just wanted to sell this place because it could make her a lot more money back yeah, definitely. and just get them a new place so the family however definitely were not happy about this and started to feud with her to the point where she had consulted an attorney to advise her wow so the apartment although purchased by troy she had chosen to put a put in her ex-father-in-law Kwong Koo's name due to tax reasons, mm-hmm. which made him believe that she was not legally allowed to sell the apartment. Mm-hmm. However, her attorney begged to differ and advised that if she could prove that she purchased the apartment, she could legally sell it, mm-hmm. which is exactly what she was planning to do. Mm-hmm. So as I had previously mentioned, the reason why she had bought them this apartment in the first place was because the family was experiencing financial difficulties. Mm-hmm. The monetary losses began after Kwang Koo had been forced to retire. So Koo had been a service medal recipient police sergeant until t- uh, 2005 when he was allegedly forced to resign after being accused of sexually assaulting a woman. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I kind of figured something like that was going to happen. Yep. As well as Alex, Abby's ex-husband, was wa- had been wanted by police since 2015 after not attending a court appearance related to charges that had occurred when he was suspected to allegedly be involved in a scam where he had conned men on a social media app into making false investments. Yikes. So, mm. the Kwong family. Yeah. Not doesn't, so great. Seem, doesn't seem too great. Nope. So, these don't seem like two very Mm-mm. good people. mm Uh, So in early February, as Abby was watching her dreams come to fruition, the Kwong family, unbeknownst to her, had began plotting against her to retaliate for her wanting to sell the multi-million dollar home. So as part of these plans, Ku had found a first floor flat in a three-story home in the seaside village of Longmei Tusen. So Choi... Not knowing the extent to which the Kwongs would go to get back at her, continued to trust her ex-brother-in-law and personal driver, Anthony. Mm -hmm. So on February 21st, 2023, Choi was picked up by Anthony as arranged so that the pair could go and pick up her daughter from school. Mm -hmm. However, Abby never arrived. The very next day, her husband, Chris, filed a missing persons report with the Hong Kong police. Mm -hmm. So given the circumstances of the cantankerous relationship that had began between her and the Kwongs with her decision to sell the Kadori Hill apartment, the police immediately went to them to ask about their possible involvement. Of course, I would, too, especially especially considering her husband probably knew that the driver, her ex-brother-in-law, was going to pick her up. And all of a sudden, that's when she went missing. Like, that's not that's that's very weird, very suspicious. And. The, it was not unknown to the Hong Kong police what the Kwong family was like. Yeah, so they, they, they were like, okay, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Exactly. As well as, like, we'll kind of get into a discussion about it later, but, like, I don't know. Like, there's so many, like, glaring red flags about this family, as oh, well yeah. as, like, it still makes me, de- like, it's awesome that this family, before all of this, mm-hmm. were on cool terms with each other, but it still makes me deeply mm-hmm. uncomfortable how much she was financially oh, yeah, supporting definitely. them. Oh, yeah, and definitely. it sounds very, like, gold diggery on the Kwong family's part, and very much, like, 
it kind of seems like this family was kind of abusive. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, like she was 18 when she married their son. Mm-hmm. How old was her son? Their, their son when she, they got married? I think he was around the same age. Okay. But still, she was... But, but if the, she yeah. had family money. Yes, she like, came from family money. They did not. Mm-hmm. She was 18 years old. And mm-hmm. even after her divorce and remarriage and multiple other children, she was financially paying for them, yeah. even though... And the reasons why they were financially not doing well was because of committing crimes. Yeah, right? Like, hello? Not like normal shit, like I made a bad investment or like a stock market crash Mm -hmm. or like that they had their money stolen from Mm -hmm. them or like health issues. Mm -hmm. No, they were committing crimes. Oh, my God. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't sue us. Allegedly. So... The Kwong family, when initially questioned by police for any information they may have about Abby's disappearance, of course, gave false or misleading statements to the officers. Of course they did. Causing the officers to have to spend days following up on possible ways to get a hold of surveillance cameras that proved that all of the alibis that the families gave were lies. Of course. So after investigating further, the police discovered the rental flat at the Taipo Village house and went there to look for Choi. So when they arrived, they found a scene far more horrific than anything could have ever prepared them for. Mm. Big forewarning, guys. So on February 24th, the police walked in the barely furnished flat and found plastic tarps all over the floors and walls. Jesus. They also found long raincoats, gloves, face masks, face shields, a hammer, an electric saw, a meat slicer, and a meat grinder. A meat? Okay, slicer yep like what like at a deli are we doing here motherfuckers mm-hmm. like it mm, i'm gonna reserve my comments because I, I think i know what's continue continue yep. so on the stove they saw two par- pots of soup that had been cooking in one of them they saw carrots and radishes with minced meat after looking further they discovered in this pot that it also contained a skull with a, a hole in it and human ribs I was hoping that's where it wasn't going to go. Nope. But you said meat slicer. Yep. That's where it went. And when they looked in the fridge, they also found a person's legs. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Yep. <sighs> yeah, oh so God. this is what this family chose to do. So the police immediately arrested Kwong Ku, Anthony Kwong, and Jenny Lee Kwong, Abby's former mother-in-law, in connection with Abby's murder. Ku and Anthony were directly uh, arrested for murder and Jenny Lee for perverting the course of justice. Mm-hmm. So the police were also intending to arrest Alex Kwong but or for murder as well, but they could not find him. Oh. So... Due to this, they issued a countrywide manhunt. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, they were uh, they also arrested a woman named Nig Ching Wing, uh, who was a 47-year-old masseuse mm-hmm. who they had found had been having a six-month-long affair with Kwang Ku. They arrested her for abetting a murder suspect after they found out that she had assisted the murder plan by renting the flat uh, for Ku and uh, renting another apartment for Alex to hide in. Oh, shit. Yeah. Jesus. So after interviewing some of Wing's co workers about her affair and the plan uh they told police that she had not come into work much that month after she told co-workers that she had met a rich man that had been promising to take care of her mm. kwanku was not a rich man i was gonna say 
He was not a rich like, man. Last time I checked, your ex-daughter-in-law is paying for you to live. Yes. Yeah, she's footing the bill for everything. This young girl, this young mm. woman who is not even your family anymore, mm. is the one paying all the bill. And Jesus. you're lying to this woman you're having an affair with and saying you're a rich man and you're going to take care of her. So clearly he had been planning to hurt Abby for oh, yeah. a very long time. 100%. And somehow thought he was going to get money out of this. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know how or why. I feel like as someone who used to be a police sergeant, maybe yeah, right. criminal or criminologically have like a little bit more fucking logic in your head about how like exactly. yep. life insurance and shit like that works or like someone's will. Did you really think she was going to leave you in the will when mm-hmm. you had this cantankerous of a relationship? Right? Exactly. I, I'm not even going to begin to understand the thought process there because that mental math don't add up. Mm-mm, no. But news spread quickly about Abby's murder and one of the main murder suspects uh in the murder being alex kwan had evaded arrest Mm -hmm. so due to this abby's friend uh pojo yi then offered up a two million dollar reward for any information that led to alex's arrest the tam family also offered up a reward as well as taiwanese internet celebrity doris added one million dollars of her own money to the reward damn so hong kong was absolutely and like pretty much a ton of different Asian nations mm-hmm. that had supported her in her journey mm-hmm. of becoming a fashion icon and was mm-hmm. her followers really came together and mm-hmm. really wanted justice for her yeah. and were doing everything they could to get people mm-hmm. interested in yeah. helping find Alex. Yeah. So the next day on February 25th, police had caught up to Alex or caught on to Alex's plans to escape by speedboat and captured him attempting to flee at the Tung Chung development pier. So when he was arrested, he was found to have on his person $500,000 in cash and multiple luxury watches that were worth about $4 million. So you know that was probably his means of like bribing people to go through the borders and shit like that. Yep. So during this, they also arrested uh, Henry Lam Shun, a 41-year-old yacht rental employee who was attempting to help Alex escape in exchange mm-hmm. for $300,000. Case in point. Exactly. Yep. There we so go. So later, the police also arrested 29-year-old Irene Pun Hoyen. Uh, who was a friend of Alex for also abetting a murderer during the time that he was hiding before mm. his attempted escape. Mm-hmm. So basically, it seems like he had gone to his dad's mistress first, mm. then his friend Irene, and then this yacht salesman, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming the yacht salesman, it kind of seems like he didn't know. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, maybe this yacht salesman, like he was trying to buy a yacht from him or a boat or something. And but then he think- was like, I know you, I've seen you on the news. And then he was like, if you don't true, say true, shit, true. I'll you're give right, you money. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so mm-hmm. fuck this dude. Mm-hmm. But just absolutely fuck this dude. Mm-hmm. So within a day of the discovery of some of Abby Choi's remains, the Hong Kong police had arrested seven suspects in connection with her Damn. murder and began a massive search for the remainder of her body parts. Mm-hmm. So the police department confirmed that Ku and Anthony had gone to the Junk Bay Cemetery the day of the murder and to attempt to find any remaining body parts a hundred officers began to search the grounds. Damn. They hired a team of elite divers to search the water nearby, as well as cadaver dogs to aid in the search and search the sewage system near the Kwong's apartment. Shit. So they have tried Everything. very hard to find 
every part Mm -hmm. of Abby's body that is possible. Unfortunately, not all of Abby's remains have been recovered. Um, Her hands, her torso, and many other parts of her body are still missing. Mm. So I have I have a thought in my head about that. I would like to hear your thought. Um, so <clears throat> cannibalism. Um, that is not confirmed nor denied in anything he, I could find because it's still here's my thing. Too new. Mm-hmm. You have a meat grinder, which maybe I could see. No, mm-hmm. maybe I could see. Yeah, but a meat slicer and the fact that they found soup on the stove mm-hmm. that had minced meat in it, but also had a human skull in it. That was that was her body. Like I yeah. would not be shocked if they made, like, for lack of a better word, steaks out of her body. Yeah. To eat. I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll ever know because this is obviously like, mm-hmm. Hong Kong is sometimes very quiet mm-hmm. about gruesome details mm-hmm. for certain cases or just for certain cases being kind of like, their laws are very different when mm-hmm. it comes to. Um, media and shit. media yeah. and things like that so i don't know if we'll ever fully know or mm-hmm. if it will be a very long time before we know obviously they're still kind of like in the middle of court cases and things mm-hmm. like that yeah so the motives and really disposal disposal i don't think is going to really come out until after mm-hmm. all trials Makes are sense, done yeah. because obviously they're gonna have to form some sort of defense mm-hmm. oh yeah 100 and the police don't want to give out all this oh, yeah, information no, it's, it's yet. Like, it's kind of like how i feel like i jumped back to the delphi murder a lot but yes. like it's kind of like how they kind of kept a lot of that stuff under wraps and mm-hmm. like about murder and or yeah. about motive and like you know means of murder because they want to make sure they can have an airtight case because yes it's so fucked up like you don't want to fuck yeah. up a case by trying to pr- feed into the media since since media sense sensationalism sensationalism of true crime and of murder and of the death of someone famous exactly so i think that there's that but i i kind of have like a few different thoughts about what they might have done i don't know if they themselves cannibalized her i don't know if they did this and then were feeding her to others Mm, who did not know like a hannibal lecter thing yes or potentially if this was kind of like a kate webster thing where they were this was like they were or kind of like sometimes what Dahmer did as well, which was like boiling the meat off the bones and then flushing mm. what you could because of the whole sewage. Yeah, thing. true, 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 true. true so right, I yeah. don't really fully know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I think. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it could be a combination of any, all, or mm-hmm. one of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that makes sense. We maybe may find out in yeah, time. Yeah. Either way, what happened to Abby was absolutely downright unacceptable. Definitely. Completely gruesome, disgusting, and horrific that anyone would even think to do these things, Mm -hmm. plan to do these things, and then did do these things. Well, and the thing that gets me, too, is the fact that they definitely had a plan to do it because they had tarps, the face shield, the face mask. Like, they had all the stuff prepared. An electric saw. like A meat slicer. Yeah. Who has a goddamn meat slicer? Who buys a meat slicer for a murder? Um, The them the kwong family the kwong family yeah that's so fucked up like mm-hmm. also you claimed or at some point you must have claimed to have loved her mm-hmm. to continue to uh, to think of her as family mm-hmm. and to basically manipulate her into paying the bill for you she Mm -hmm. must have thought that there was some love you had for her because she Mm -hmm. clearly had love for you she was willing to do these things but did you ever care for her for any possible reason and not think of her as a commodity Mm -hmm. and a A fucking and an atm machine Mm -hmm. 
to do this to someone that you ever could have claimed to have loved. Like, especially with Alex in particular. This is the mother of two of your children. You may be divorced, but she birthed and raised two of your kids and then continued to fucking pay for you after you were a fuck up. And you participated and allowed your family to kill, slice, and maybe even potentially eat her. What the fuck is wrong with you? So fucking ridiculous. Oh my god. Horrific. Jesus. But after all of the arrests of all involved, the police were able to put together what had happened. So on February 21st, Anthony picked up Abby as planned, but instead of going to the school, he began driving towards the Taipo Village house. And when they neared the Lion Rock Tunnel, they stopped and picked up Alex. Mm Mm-hmm. So they have not disclosed as to who was the one to do it, but police have found that Abby's cause of death to be blunt force trauma due to the hole in her Mm. skull that was caused by a hammer. They had also determined by bloodstain evidence that it had happened while she was still in the seven-seater SUV. So either Anthony drove the car as Alex hit his ex-wife and mother of his children in the head with a hammer or vice versa. Yeah. So Kwong Ku, Anthony Kwong, and Alex Kwong are all currently charged with murder, which in Hong Kong has a mandatory sentence of life in prison. As in 19, uh, 1993, the death penalty was abolished in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And due to the Kwong family still attempting to sell property to pay for their legal counsel, Abby Choi's mother has had to file a court injunction to keep Kwong Ku from selling any property linked to Abby for his financial benefit, including the apartment that this all started from. Oh my God. I didn't even find- fucking think of that yep what a piece of shit so like hey i'm gonna kill your daughter mm-hmm. i'm planning to kill your daughter but you know how i'm gonna pay for my legal fees selling the, by selling the apartment that she bought for me yep so he's still trying to use her as a, a human atm machine Jesus. after he killed dismembered and potentially ate her mm-hmm. fucking christ dude what a piece of shit piece of shit this family is fucking garbage and why i ended up picking this was because i wanted to talk about family violence and in particular like in-law family violence Mm -hmm. so what had kind of like made me more interested in doing this is not to like make this about myself or things like that or to like over disclose but as previously mentioned i was in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. for a very long time that abusive relationship started when I was still a teen and into my early adulthood. Mm-hmm. Not only was my abuser and the person that I was in the relationship with extremely abusive, but also his family was as mm-hmm. well. Like his family was quite abusive to me, but in a much more subtle way. Mm-hmm. They like his mom in particular, I remember would try to ve- be very emotionally manipulative and mm-hmm. tried to at many times basically convince me that my own mother didn't love me mm-hmm. and that she loved me mother more than my own mother did mm-hmm. and tried to act like she was this like great mom figure to me even though like other times she would be downright abusive like mm-hmm. I used to when I would go to their home I would cook and clean for all of them I remember you were saying that before I Jesus. would take care of all of them in their house because they would not mm-hmm. I literally did all of the housework in their house. Jesus. I literally would cook entire meals for them. And like for the most part, when I would serve these meals, they would eat so much that I would never have any food. Jesus. That I wouldn't get to eat any of the meal that I cooked, but I would cook for them. I would have many conversations with her, just her and I, where she would outright admit to me that she knew her son was being abusive to me. And she would like apologize for it and these things and be like, I'm so sorry that you deal with these things, but like he's a good boy or oh all my this God. stuff. And like basically Stop apologizing to- for abusers. Yeah. And I was like, one, now looking back, I'm like, you are the reason why your son is the mm. way he is. But also that I'm like, 
this was all such a manipulation. Like this family kept me in the loop mm-hmm. of doing this, that they would constantly invite me to all of their fam- family functions and make it seem like their family functions were always more important than mm-hmm. my family functions. Mm-hmm. They would constantly try to make me feel like they loved me more than my own family did, but also would excuse the abuse that would be happening mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And then even after when I finally broke up with my abuser and then months later when I finally started talking about the abuse that I had a- experienced publicly – not only did he begin to start stalking me and harassing me, his own mom and his brother did mm. too. So I'm like, there is something about like families that yep. stick together, abuse together. If well, you have one abusive child, potentially the whole family is abusive too. Well, it reminds me a lot of like, you know, working in the victim services field. I get a lot of people saying like, I live with my abuser and his family and they abuse me too. Mm-hmm. Like they let him abuse me they they're the ones who Mm -hmm. lock the doors and don't call the cops when they hear me screaming next door like it's that type of energy like don't it like don't if you if you have someone who's abusive in your family like call them out i know it's it's uncomfortable and i know it's not like you know the ideal thing you don't want to have to talk about and there's a level of shame of having someone shitty like that in your family i get it but I don't give a fuck. It's more shameful on you publicly to not say anything than it is to admit that you have an abuser in your family. Exactly. As well as, like, I genuinely believe that abusive people are taught that Mm -hmm. their actions are acceptable and Mm -hmm. enabled. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that... I think that, obviously... This family and families of abusers, they they know it's not I don't think that it's always this situation of like that they have no idea. Well, it's interesting you're saying that because I'm going to go into that Mm -hmm. in my next case, not the one, not the because we're releasing the conspiracy theory episode after this. But the case I have is about DV and in the documentary after the the abuser is murdered, his sister goes and is like, my brother would never hurt those kids, never hurt a woman like that. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Because there's a uh, proof of it. So yeah, what are you mm-hmm. talking about, bud? Like exactly. So that's kind of why I ended up choosing this because I wanted to talk about the fact that although we haven't heard a lot of like details mm-hmm. about these kind of intimate things, and we may never even know that because depending on what kind of person Abby was or what kind of relationship she had with them this her ex-in-laws potentially she didn't know what she was going through was abuse Mm -hmm. potentially abby's mother or other family members or maybe even her current husband didn't even know Mm -hmm. the level of extent of abuse manipulation Mm -hmm. or emotional turmoil that -hmm. the kwong family could have put her through and truly the only person who really knows what they did to keep abby in this situation of making her feel like she had to pay for them is abby herself because i don't think any in the kwong family will ever own up Mm. to or admit what they did in any capacity or own up to what kind of manipulation that they put her through to keep her money they're always going Mm -hmm. i think that these fucked up horrible people who clearly were obviously killed her over money and acted and treated her like a human ATM machine will never admit that that's mm-hmm. what they were doing. Well, I think here's the thing too. I think mm-hmm. like, you, like you were mentioning, like I'm not sure if her mom or her current husband like knew about this stuff. Like they may not have known because, or if they did, they may not, they may have even tried to talk to her about it, yeah. but we all know, like you can't tell someone to leave. They have no. to leave on their own. So like, there's a chance that they could have told her these things. And then she was just like, well, no, like they just mm-hmm. really need the help. Like yep. and she didn't see the abuse because mm-hmm. a lot of times, and we can both attest to this people yep. who are being, especially like, especially emotional abuse. Like yes. I can say myself as someone who mainly went through emotional mm-hmm. abuse, like you don't know you're being abused 
confused a lot of time until you get out or until you're like oh shit like this person Mm -hmm. literally just called me a bitch because i told her i was sorry her cat died yeah like that's like you're like oh shit and even then you're like they went through grief she's going through grief exactly like you always make excuses like it's it's the same as like now looking back like i can't believe i was in the relationship that i was in and sitting there thinking like someone this person literally called me an idiot in front of my roommate and best Mm -hmm. friend and once literally called me an idiot in front of my mom Mm -hmm. and i still made all kinds of excuses for this person be like oh they must have just been joking or like Mm -hmm. oh they were having a bad day all these things you make all these excuses especially in situations like that because especially people who have been victims of worse trauma or just victims in general, you always sit there and try to say, well, like, it's not physical violence, so it can't possibly be that bad. Well, and it's also, but it know, is that bad. Well, and also, you know, I, like, speaking as, you know, as the roommate and best friend that was there for that, yeah. um, like, you know, it's also uh, you you know how, well, mainly, maybe it was different, like, with your family or, like, mm-hmm. your mom, but, like, when it comes to me, like, you know how protective I am. So, like, yeah. you know if if you wouldn't have looked at me and been, like, don't say anything, like, I would have flipped the fuck out. Yeah. So, like, it's also that preservation of, like, I don't want mm-hmm. someone to say something. It's kind of like the same yeah. energy of when someone calls our hotline and is, like, hey, I got strangled. I don't want to call the police because it's going to make it worse for me. Yeah. Like, you don't want to call someone out on their bullshit because you don't want to make it worse. Not that it would have turned physical. Yeah. But you wouldn't have wanted more ridicule in a private space when no one else was there. Exactly. So, like, there, that, there's also that aspect of and it. And there's that level of embarrassment. Yes. And, like, I can't imagine what it must have been like for... Because, like, this is obviously something I'll never be able to m- imagine as someone who does is not financially well off. <laughs> but, like... Abby probably, given that she came from family money, has been in many situations throughout her lifetime where people were using her for Mm -hmm. money. And I could not begin to imagine having to admit the embarrassment or feel the embarrassment of saying that, like, these people that I love and that I had children with this family and was a Mm -hmm. part of this family for years is using me for my money. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so fucked. Just all so very upsetting, but wanted to talk about it because I still think it's important. And I still think that these kinds of things also do need to be talked about because it is extremely entirely possible that not only could you be abused in a relationship, but you could be abused by that person's family mm-hmm. or by yep, your in-laws definitely. or things like that. And you deserve just as much support, love, and assistance to get out of those situations. Mm-hmm. And you are 100% allowed to draw up boundaries mm-hmm. and you are not required to to do anything to help out in-law families Mm -hmm. or even your own biological family members Mm -hmm. if they harm you in any possible way. Mm -hmm. You are not obligated Mm -hmm. to help someone just because they're family. If they Mm -hmm. don't treat you well, you do not have to keep them in Mm -hmm. your life and you do not have to help take care of them. Mm -hmm. Completely agreed. So this case clearly had rocked the nation. And after Abby's death, her Instagram was flooded uh, with tons of condolences, tributes, and posts. Mm -hmm. So as well as her follower count went from around 20,000 to more than 100,000. So her in-laws, the Tam family, has released statements about how wonderful of a daughter-in-law she was mm. and how she was the most caring and thoughtful person that she had that they had known and who had always treated them all so kindly and mm. even discussed about how, like, she was the type of person for every single event was always will- bringing thoughtful gifts mm. and food and mm. all kinds of, like, caring items. She was clearly someone who liked to shower others mm. in affection yeah. and 
gifts and love. Jeez, that's such a fucking shame, dude. It really is. So as well as one of the co-founders of the Palms Charitable Organization had publicly stated how much of a loss this was for them, and she was so incredibly generous and passionate about the welfare of animals, even telling of how the foundation came to be because of an instance where Abby had saved a stray cat that had been hit by a car and left for dead. The cat had been left out for so long or for long enough uh, to attract flies, but she still saved the animal and brought the cat to an emergency vet hospital, insisting that they try to save the cat even after, even though others didn't really think it was possible to save the cat. But she was completely right, and this cat was saved and has been adopted since. Oh, stop. I'm going to cry. Yeah. Oh, my God. So she was a very good person, mm-hmm. like a genuinely wonderful person that they took out horrifically mm-hmm. for money. So this murder has also terrified Hong Kong as these kinds of crimes really don't happen there. Mm -hmm. Like Hong Kong does have a very high organized crime rate, but has some of the lowest murder rates in the world as they have a 0.2 to 0.9 homicides per 100,000 people every year. Whereas the the UK has a rate of 0.9 to 1.2. And of course, the US, we have a rate of (laughs) 4.4 to (laughs) 6.5. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. That's fucking crazy. Yes. So, like, this case completely rocked them and, like, brought up – I'll link, obviously, in the show notes, like, my sources. But in one of the articles, they were talking about one of the other cases that this was reminiscent of for them was, like, this early 90s case where there was all of these, like mm-hmm. – um, there's cannibalism that had occurred like all these things like this is very very rare in hong kong to have a murder in general not only to a murder this fucking gruesome Mm -hmm. and awful so obviously this is going to be on folks's mind for quite Mm -hmm. a while and is something that's really going to be shaping the nation Mm -hmm. for quite a bit that's so fucked up jesus christ dude yeah so very sorry that that was so oh horrible Jesus. Well, but thank god we're like getting high after this and having a good time because fuck i know what you a bummer the fuck down sorry Shit. guys well i'm kind of glad that i don't have yeah. my case because my case is also bringing us way the fuck down yeah so like <laughs> we'll get there eventually in another week or two but yeah. like jesus christ well if you want to like a cheer up a you know a pick me up after that bullshit <laughs> you can follow us on instagram at figures in the dark you can follow us on twitter at figures in the dark but dark spelled drk you can follow us on facebook like our page message us at figures in the dark you can send us an email send us um case suggestions spooky stories pictures of your cats mental health check-ins at figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com and you can listen to us on all uh, major streaming platforms including spotify apple music google podcast and amazon music i, I think. think so i uh, think we'll say all yeah. the major streaming platforms yes the big mm-hmm. ones but mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening and as always beware the figures in the dark all right bye, bye.